My name is Dr. Kimberly Wiley. I teach program planning and evaluation for the Department of Family, Youth, and Community Sciences at the University of Florida. I offer lessons from our course reading to help you build strong knowledge and skill in order for you to be a successful program planner and evaluator. Hi, everyone. This is the exam to preparation podcast or review podcast. Um, the exam will be the same structure as before between 25, 30 questions. Some will be questions that are based uh, on just definitions of vocabulary, because at this point in the semester, it's important that we're all on the same page with how we're defining the components of the logic model. This will help you as you go into part three and you're working on your logic model together with your group. You want to make sure that you're using the same terminology the same way. That will help a lot with communication, particularly because we're doing all of this remotely. We want to make sure that our communication is clear. So some of the questions will be based on definitions, and the definitions will be pulled from the textbook and the assigned readings. Um, other questions will be applicational, like they were in the last exam. I will give you an example, and then you will provide either the correct terminology or apply uh, the terminology in a, in a way that makes sense. You'll have access for one day, just uh, like you did before. Um, you just log in. You have as much time as you need to complete the exam. You can use your notes. You can use transcripts. You can use your readings. Um, just don't use each other. And the exam covers modules four and modules five. Make sure that you've done all of the reading and that you listen to the podcast. Uh, you can use the transcripts to uh, follow along or make notes or go back and make sure that you're hearing um, and making sense of what I'm talking about. And if you have questions, please send them. I'm happy to answer them. In this podcast episode, I've included three, three or four questions sent in from your classmates about uh, the modules four and five. So in future modules, if you have questions, make sure you download the Anchor app and you can leave me a message on the app about the, make sure you've read all the readings if you haven't accessed content, and then I can answer those questions here on the exam review. Hi, Dr. Wiley. This is Karen. Um, I wanted to ask if you could provide an example of an evaluation that you conducted in a political context and what kinds of questions guided that type of evaluation. Thank you. Good question, Karen. There's an office in the state of Florida that used to be housed in the Senate. I'm not sure if it's still there or if it's an independent office, but it's called the Office of Program Policy Analysis and Government Accountability, OPAGA. It's OPAGA oppaga.fl.gov. That's their website. Their job is to take legislation, an administrative rule, and test its efficacy. So they produce reports annually on various legislation that's passed to see if it worked, if it was effective, and if changes need to be made. For instance, they have an annual report on the commercial sexual exploitation of children in Florida, and they do Bit of a process evaluation looking at the services that are provided, how they're provided, if they align with legislation, and then they do also an outcome evaluation where they assess um, maybe short-term or uh, long-term 
outcomes. More likely they're going to capture the short term just because they do a lot of these studies annually um, and they don't, don't always capture the long term. Sometimes they use um, primary data with the people who are experiencing the program. Uh, a lot of their research uses community indicators related to health, crime, poverty. And so they have different departments that focus on different legislative areas. So there's a whole department that studies uh, health programs in the state. So they look at the work of the Department of Health here in the state of Florida and assess the effectiveness of the legislation that um, that's authorized or that is implemented, I'm sorry, that's implemented by the Department of Health. So that may be vaccination programs. So they may look at the effectiveness of these new events or vaccination distribution programs and then see if there's an increase in the number of children who are vaccinated in the state of Florida. Um, or they may look at some of the, they may also look at programs related to university systems. Um, they review the Florida lottery. They did a process evaluation on the clerk of courts to look at efficiency in the program. So if you go to their website, click on products, you can see all sorts of examples that are policy analyses, analyses based on Florida legislation. And it'd be interesting to see what they found in these studies. That could be an interesting investigation. Time these out to see the, the year that the bills passed that they're assessing, you know, the programs tied to those bills. And then you could look at sessions in the future, like the spring 2021 legislative legislative session and see if there's any new bills that result from. Hi, Dr. Wiley. I don't know if this is a stupid question, but um, I think I was just trying to clarify when you say five domains of evaluation questions and methods. And I know how you said that sometimes the targets are set internally by program managers and sometimes they're set externally by stakeholders. But are there ever instances where all five domains are not used? Because I know that you said that, you know, at one at a time, they're, they're not going to be all used together because that'd be a really big evaluation. But at the end of the day for evaluations, is each domain looked at at least once, I guess is my question. I don't really know how to word it. Good question, Bethany. The program evaluation is very expensive. Uh, you hire someone to conduct the evaluation, and they are often consultants, so you pay a high hourly wage for them to design the program evaluation, conduct it, and then analyze the data, and then create the report. Um, and so to collect the volume of data necessary to capture all five domains would be very, very expensive. So uh, we often see narrow evaluations that are really focused on what the individual stakeholders want to know and who's willing to pay. I mentioned OPAGA earlier, they will conduct evaluations that capture all of the domains, or maybe they'll do them in stages over time. More often, you're going to see them conducted in stages if we end up doing something as comprehensive as to capture all five domains. So in an evaluation, or let's say a private foundation grant, they may want an evaluation of the program and they may just focus on effectiveness. And so they want to do, want you to um, maybe do a quasi-experimental study that just captures the outcome, the programs and the outcomes, and that's it. 
uh, your state agencies that are funding you um, and your federal agencies, they may be interested more in a process evaluation that's capturing um, efficiency. Maybe they want to see how you're doing so doing it so it can be replicated elsewhere. Um, very often, you won't see them all together because of the cost, the time and monetary cost of conducting them. I was just curious, I know somebody else already asked this in your question board, but um, the difference between goals and long-term outcomes. I think she was saying that she was asking if goals were like a combination of all the long-term outcomes all kind of together, but I was just asking for your clarification. That was a fun discussion on the I have a question discussion board. Uh, I enjoyed the back and forth and hearing different perspectives on goals and long-term outcomes. And I think we captured the answer pretty well there. Uh, but to just revisit that, our long-term outcomes are very similar to our goals in terms of what we're capturing there. Um, our goals usually are broader and uh, probably encompass you know, the, the whole activity. And so there may be multiple outcomes and our outcomes often are more operationalized than the goals. So we may have one or two programs, but multiple long-term outcomes, and those may be directly related to our intended outcomes. And there may be some outcomes that occur that aren't um, necessarily directly intended from the activity. They may be kind of extra outcomes. So you're right to see a lot of overlap between the goals and the long-term outcomes. Our outcomes are gonna be more measurable. Our goals are gonna be a little bit broader. And then we have our outcome indicators, and those are our measurable or our proxies or our indicators. These tell us they're our, our surrogates for what the outcome should be. So like the example that I used in the podcast um, on outcome evaluation, if we're, our goal is for uh, children to live in a safe home or parents to create a safe home for their children, our outcome indicators may be very specific things about poisons not being in the home and having a list of emergency numbers to call or having all the plugs covered if there's infants and toddlers in the home. So the outcome indicators are the surrogates for um, our, our long-term outcomes. Well, any short, immediate, or long-term outcomes. I'll read you a question and you pause the podcast, locate the answer, and then play the podcast to see if you got the answer correct. We name this type of evaluation, a systematic method of collecting and analyzing relevant data to assess the effectiveness of a program. It's popularly viewed as the essence of evaluation. This type of evaluation determines the degree to which the program is viewed as effective. Pause the podcast. This type of, evalu of evaluation is our summative evaluation or outcome evaluation. Question two, name this outcome evaluation design. This involves random assignment of participants to assess program outcome by establishing cause and effect. Clients are assigned to experimental and control groups. This is the gold standard of evaluation design. This is experimental, quasi-experimental, pre-experimental, or ex post facto. Pause the podcast and identify the answer. 
If you said experimental, you got it right. Question three, process evaluation focuses on three key areas. Name those areas. Pause the podcast. The three main areas or focuses of process evaluation are what is the program intended to be, what is delivered in reality, and what are the gaps between program design and delivery? Hi, Dr. Wiley. This is my first time leaving an audio message, but I just wanted to say that I think it's so cool, um, you know, in terms of how many reports we read in this course or in doing research for other courses to actually put a face behind um, one of the main facilitators and researchers. Um, I think that it's amazing that you've gotten to work with Zoe Flowers and that she's gotten to work with you, that she was able to turn a really bad experience into an empowering um, and amazing program. So I think that's amazing, and yeah, have a great day. Thanks, Michaela. I really enjoyed working with Zoe. We met in 2008 or 2009, somewhere around then. We were both working at the Florida Coalition Against Domestic Violence. For a while, she was my supervisor, and she was such a wonderful person to work for um, and work with. So we collaborated on quite a few training-related projects and technical assistance-related projects. But I've learned so much from her. Uh, we, we split ways when we both left the coalition to do different things. But we've stayed in touch over the years through social media and through work. Um, and then I was really excited last spring. She was supposed to come visit us on campus. And we had scheduled her to arrive, I think, March 15th. And I'm sure we all know what happened that week, you know, the second week in March to 2020. Well, Everything got shut down, so we couldn't have the in-person visit. So I was able to record some, uh, record her lectures to a previous section of this class. But she really has been um, a great person to have in my life as a colleague and as a friend. So here are a few exam questions for you to help you get ready for exam two. I'll read the question. Pause the podcast, find your answer, and then play the podcast to see if you are correct. Question one. According to Zoe Flowers, three roles are essential for conducting listening sessions. What are those three roles? Pause the podcast. Okay. The three roles that are essential for conducting Listening sessions are the facilitator, the assistant, and the evaluator. Question two. To build trust with participants during a listening session, all of the following are true, except A, be the only expert in the room, B, build your knowledge on the subject matter, C, recognize the participants as experts on the subject matter, D, know your questions. Pause the podcast. Okay, did you come up with an answer? The answer is A. In order to build trust with participants in a listening session, you don't want to be the only expert in the room. You want to build, but you do want to build your knowledge on the subject matter. You want to recognize participants as experts on the subject matter, and you want to know your questions so that you can adapt and move around as the conversation evolves throughout the session.
Last question. What is the definition of participatory evaluation? Pause the podcast and come back to hear the answer. Participatory evaluation is an approach that involves the stakeholders of a program or policy in the evaluation process. Did you get it right? Well, I hope this review was helpful for you. If you have questions that I didn't answer today on the review, you can still post the question on the Anchor app. If you do it in the first few days of the week, I can add the question to this review so other folks can hear it and I can answer it during this podcast. It's easy to go back and edit it and add your questions in. I know you're going to do great on the exam. There's no gotcha questions or trick questions. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page with course content mastery so that we can move on to the next module together or the next group project together. So study the content that I mentioned today and you are going to rock it.